You are listening to Where is the Line? The stories you will hear will be depraved, disturbing, and true. If you are easily unsettled, you may find this program offensive. And if you are under the age of 18, fuck off. It was a story that was as shocking as it was strange. In February, a western Kansas woman was found stuck to her boyfriend's toilet seat after refusing to come out of his bathroom for two years. Everybody drinking blood, everybody eating brains, some monster party. Everybody eating flesh, everybody breaking bones, some monster party. Thank you for listening to episode 14 of Where's the Line. My name is Kevin, and with me today is my dear friend and admirer of Japanese prego porn, <laughs> Samantha. Say something disturbing, Samantha. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. When you hear the phrase maybe tomorrow, honk your horn. <laughs> this is going to be a special episode. I feel like I say that for every episode. Well, every episode is special. Yeah, I agree. But this one's going to have something particularly special about it. We've been getting a lot of emails about this prego porn <laughs> that Samantha mentioned that uh, <laughs> enjoying in her downtime. I don't know why anyone wants to know <laughs> what this looks like. People want to know more about this. Now, while I have not got Samantha agree to to release a link to this to everyone... This episode's going to be a little bit short, so just to be perfectly honest, we needed a little bit of filler. So Samantha is going to share that video with me at the end of this episode, and I haven't seen it before. What do you think that I'm going to think about it? Uh, I think that you're going to think I'm gross and weird. <laughs> I'm really embarrassed. We're both pretty gross and weird, though. I mean, I know, but now you're really going to know what's going we don't on. Look with gross me. and no. weird, but we're gross and weird. Yeah, no, we look, we look good. <laughs> <laughs> but this will be a look into my soul. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to it. Let's just blow through this. Let's okay. get this one out in like five minutes. All right, let's do that. So you ready to get into it? Yes. Let's do it. In February of 2008, in a small Kansas town named Ness City, a man phoned the police to report that something was wrong with his girlfriend. The police arrived at the yellow and white single-wide trailer, and the man who'd made the call told them that the girlfriend about whom he was concerned was in the bathroom. The police entered the bathroom and found a 35-year-old woman with her sweatpants pulled down to mid-thigh, sitting on the toilet, and she was stuck to the seat. <laughs> she hadn't fallen victim to the classic crazy glue prank. As the officers would soon learn, the distressed woman had been sitting on the toilet for a full month, and her buttocks had become fused to the toilet seat. So how did this happen? That's what we're talking about today. When humans and their shitters become one. <laughs> <laughs> Pam Babcock grew up in Utica, Kansas. When she was a child, she enjoyed the outdoors and she stayed remarkably active, which is in pretty stark contrast to how she would end up in her mid-30s. Yes. But as a kid, she liked to swim. She liked to go camping. Uh, she was even on the school's volleyball team for a little while. That's right. People who knew her described her as being kind and sweet, but they also described her as being simple. Pam had some cognitive deficiencies to the point that she was actually placed in special education classes when she was in school. Uh, still, she worked summer times as a sort of a janitor for her high school. And by all accounts, she did a very good job. People seemed to like her. She never caused any trouble. And she took her custodial work very seriously. And even, in fact, according to one of the school secretaries, the secretary said that the lockers had never been as clean as they were when Pam Babcock worked summers there. I can appreciate that. You do like your cleanliness. Yeah, I identify with that. <laughs> I hope that's all you identify with <laughs> as we continue moving through this story. <laughs> so Pam graduates high school in 1992, and she moves to a little town called Ness City that's only about 30 minutes up the road from Utica, uh, this town where she grew up and went to school. She was getting some government assistance because she obviously had these sort of mental deficiencies, and she was renting a small apartment for a little while while she was looking for work. And then... 
she meets a real winner of a gentleman one day. Oh, yeah. A dashing man named Corey McFerrin. I've had a hard time thinking about how I want to talk about Corey McFerrin because yeah. I, on the surface, he's just a really shitty person. Agreed. He's also a shitty person under the surface. <laughs> but, but also, I feel like, and I feel like a lot of people who were close to this case, district attorneys and things who, and the police and people who have met and spent any time around Corey, feel like he might also suffer from some kind of slight mental handicap. Mm-hmm. Maybe not as bad as Pam Babcock, but neither one of them have a top gear. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Yeah. But neither one of them also are mentally deficient enough to be institutionalized. So we have got two people, uh, one of which is apparently just beyond that line that distinguishes people who we feel like can be on their own. And another person who is not that far ahead of that. Right. So Pam meets Corey McFerrin. The two seem to be getting along well, and they pretty quickly move in together. And at the point when Pam moves in with Corey McFerrin, this is when she starts getting really reclusive. Right. And it's really difficult to make sense of how this transition from a simple but friendly and seemingly personable young woman, uh, how that transition happened from that to the hermit that she kind of evolved into over the next several years. There's no evidence of how that would have happened. Pam has never talked about any of this to right. the press or barely to her her own family mm-hmm. about this. Corey talked about it very briefly right after it happened, and then he kind of went into radio silence as well. It's really hard to not cast dispersions at Corey McFerrin, especially when you hear the story in its entirety. Yes. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he got a little in over his head. He did. Yeah, he got he got an additional trouble beyond this. So Pam Babcock, Corey McFerrin's neighbors, remember seeing her around when she first moved in with Corey. Yeah. She was apparently a little personable then. Like, I think a few people had spoken with her. Brief conversations. And then things kind of dwindled down to where they would only see her going and checking the mail And then they didn't see her at all. And here's what Pam's family has said about this period of time. So Pam moves in with Corey in this yellow and white single wide trailer in Nest City. And shortly after that, Pam starts distancing herself from her own family. And this again is uh, 1992. And according to Pam's family, they would call and speak with her on the phone. And they would make plans to go out and eat at this pizza place in Nest City. Yeah, that she really loved. That Pam really loved. The family would drive that half an hour up to Nest City. And they would get there. And Corey would answer the door and tell them that Pam had changed her mind. And she no longer wanted to go to the pizza place. She just hates pizza now. What are you reading? I'm reading my notes because I was, I mean, I was thinking about mentioning that one occasion when they came to get her and he told them <laughs> that, <laughs> that she didn't want to go. She was in the bathtub and shouting, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> she did. Yeah. So this, this happens several times. And, you know, on and that's one of those things where there's, because Pam won't talk about it. I mean, there's like when you first start hearing this story, you start thinking, did he lock her in that bathroom? Right. But according to Pam's family... There were occasions where they came up there, Corey answered the door, said that she didn't want to go, and they could hear Pam yelling from the bathroom, get out of here. Yes, so it's obvious that this is of her own free will, maybe. 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 I mean, I don't feel like Corey had the the mental power to control Pam. Well, but <laughs> but Pam, Pam is mentally disabled. Uh, yeah, ish. high-functioning mentally disabled. Yeah, and you you feel like someone like that is easily manipulated. Sure, by a clever person. I just I am not willing. You know, there's no evidence to suggest it, but I am I am not willing to just throw to the wayside the idea that Corey McFerrin might have actively contributed to this hermetic state that Pam ended up in. Right. Maybe okay. he was a jealous boyfriend, didn't want her to go outside, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah. And, and again, there's there's nothing, I've never found anything to suggest that, but it's just hard to imagine how Pam went from where she was to where she ended up. And I should say, by the way, that Pam was not overweight. 
And only mention that because you, you hear these stories a lot of people who become incredibly sedentary and then they just never leave wherever they are. And it's usually someone who has let their, their weight get completely out of control to the point where they have to take the side of the house off to get them out of the house, exactly. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That wasn't Pam. Pam was a, a thin Yeah, thin I mean, completely physically capable to move about. So for whatever reason, there's this period where Pam's only speaking to her family on the phone, refuses to see them in person, then eventually she stops even taking their phone calls. Whenever her family calls, Corey's always the one who answers the phone, and he politely tells them that Pam doesn't want to talk. Now, her father, after everything went down, uh, a reporter talked to him, and her father said, quote, I love my daughter, but when a person is of age, there isn't much you can do. I mean, I'm not sure you'd let this happen to your daughter if your daughter was taking special education classes in high school. I mean, it's one thing if you're talking about people on an even playing field, but... Exactly. Your daughter, even though she's 35, probably still very much requires some parental intervention. Yes, and if you don't hear from her and every time you call, her boyfriend says she doesn't want to talk to you. Yeah, you investigate. You do something about yeah. that, I think. A lot of people failed Pam Babcock. A lot of people did fail Pam <laughs> Babcock in a multitude of ways. Yeah. So years go by... Uh, none of Pam's family have spoken to her or seen her, and they at some point just give up. They stop trying to call. They stop trying to come by. And like I said earlier, uh, Pam's never spoken publicly or to the press about what was going on in that trailer between the time she lost contact with her family and when she became fused to her own toilet. So all we have to go on is the words of her boyfriend, Corey McFerrin. And according to him, Pam always liked to spend a lot of time in the bathroom, and there's nothing especially wrong with that. No, that's not especially abnormal behavior. You know, I I read all of the Song of Ice and Fire, (laughs) the Game of Thrones novels. (laughs) Yeah exclusively in the bathtub. I did not read a single word outside of the bathtub. You do like your baths. Well, I don't really anymore, but I don't know why. Like, I read the first book completely in the bathtub, Mm -hmm. and then, like, I just, it just felt like that's where it needed to be to read those books. Oh, that sounds nice. (laughs) And then the show spoiled the end of the books because the books are not all out yet. I'm sorry. I've never read the books. So I don't know your pain. I know people say that George R. R. Martin, people should leave him alone, let him do things at his own pace. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But fuck that. You know, I read, goddamn, how big are those fucking books? They're like 800,000 pages each. And I read all of them thinking that I was going to know how this goddamn story ended. And then I watch how the story ends on TV. Imagine if that shit had happened with Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. There would have been riots. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so his when he finishes the books, it's going to be just like the ending of the show? Is it not going to be a different ending so it's not spoiled? Oh, he said it's going to be a different ending and there's characters in the books that aren't in the show yeah, and so it's blah, like, blah, 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 blah. But spoiled. it's pretty much we know how it's going to go down now. I don't know. He may surprise you. <laughs> No, he's not, because he's not going to finish the fucking books. Brandon Sanderson's going to finish them. I wish you would just go ahead and give the fucking things to Brandon Sanderson. He finished The Wheel of Time. He can do Song of Ice and Fire, too. Oh It'll gosh. be shitty. I don't yeah. really like Brandon Sanderson, but goddamn, let somebody else finish them if you're not going to do it. You're really upset. What were we talking about? Oh, anyway, so <laughs> uh, Corey McFerrin, according to him, this time that she was spinning in the bathroom, it wasn't like she oh, just... Right went and locked herself in there one day. Yeah. According to him, this gradually increased over time. So yeah. she, she was somebody that liked spending time in the bathroom to begin with. And she starts spending more time and more time and more time in there until eventually she just refuses to leave the bathroom altogether. At that point, when she started refusing to leave the bathroom, she would not come out of that bathroom for two years. She spent two full years in the bathroom. Incredible. And because this change was so gradual, according to <laughs> McFerrin, he was just getting acclimated to this behavior slowly over time. And he didn't think it was that odd that she wouldn't come out of the bathroom. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure that that makes sense, really. I mean, there's things you can get used to. People get used to living in war zones. People can get used to a lot of things. I mean, yes, the world's completely different than it was 10 years ago. But we all do this. We are <laughs> we get used to things. Things yeah. change. We get used to them. It no longer seems strange mm-hmm. to us. Oh, yeah. Uh, but we do that as communities. If you're living in a war zone, the bombs are falling by you. There's explosions, gunfire all the time. This keeps going on for long enough that you get used to it and you just kind of walk around like nothing's happening. And that's what your neighbors are doing also. It's not like Nest City has a whole bunch of people stuck to the fucking toilet. 
Right. You know. Yeah. This is this is a one with this is one thing. This is one instance. So you're not buying that Corey was just getting used to her staying in the bathroom all the time, so it just didn't seem strange to him. Not really. I don't think so for two years. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Mean, that's that's madness. And you know, obviously she's in the bathroom all this time, so she's not you know, they didn't have a stove or a microwave or anything in the bathroom. So Corey McFerrin is bringing her sandwiches and shit and <laughs> yeah. glasses of water while she's in the bathroom. Corey claims that during this, he keeps trying to get Pam to come out of the bathroom and she always replies, maybe tomorrow. And this goes on for a while and there's a period where she's taking a bath, you know, and taking care of herself, sort of. And then at some point she decides that she's not going to leave the toilet. So the world that, that Pam Babcock is inhabiting is just voluntarily shrinking and shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. I mean, she starts off, she won't come out of the trailer, which is something you see with a lot of agoraphobic people is that they just, they're afraid to leave the house, but yes. they're afraid to leave the house. Yes. Pam won't leave the house. Then she won't leave this little room, and then eventually she will not leave her spot sitting on top of the toilet. Oh, man. And that's something that it's hard to find. I mean, you, you don't... Yeah, it's not really consistent with agoraphobia. This is a very bizarre case. So Pam one day decides that she's not going to get off the toilet. Corey McFerrin starts bringing her sandwiches and water while she is sitting on the toilet with her pants down to mid-thigh. Have you ever eaten anything while you're sitting on the toilet? No. Me neither. Just asking. I don't even sit on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do not. I do not produce excrement. It's gross. I've heard that about you. That you didn't do that. No, I poop through osmosis. <laughs> it just slowly seeps out of my skin, and it doesn't smell bad or anything. It just evaporates Odorless out of my body and colorless. Yes. <laughs> I don't even have a butthole. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, I I got a story. All right. Um. This is kind of like a reverse bathroom situation for me. When I was in fourth grade, I had a bit of mental health issues. I remember I just one day I convinced myself, none of this is real. I'm going to stop doing anything that anyone tells me. I'm going to stop eating. I'm going to stop drinking. I'm going to stop using the bathroom. <laughs> so I could not help it. My mom was, you know, still forcing me to eat and drink. So I was having to urinate. I would, there would be no way around it. I had to urinate. But over the course of two to three weeks, I had stopped going number two. <laughs> I just wasn't doing it. And so <laughs> I'm in fourth grade, you know, I'm a little girl and my belly starts growing. <laughs> okay. What? This is honest to God, Kevin. This is a true story. <laughs> also, I wasn't going to school. They could not make me go to school. Okay. So then this prompted my mom to take me to the doctor and I'm only nine years old at the time and uh, the first thing the doctor asked my mom is is there any way your daughter could be pregnant <laughs> no she hasn't taken a shit in several weeks <laughs> okay so then they do all these tests and it turns out oh I've got some mental health issues so they put me in this like little children's psychiatric ward in the Vanderbilt hospital in Nashville because that's where we were in Tennessee but anyways at that point I had like gone over a month without taking a crap all right, I was sick. You got put in a psych ward because you refused to poop. Yeah. Well, there was other things wrong with me mentally. They kept me in there. I was talking to therapists. They were making me draw pictures. And they were trying to get me to crap. And what did it was one day they forcibly tied me down. Well, they, you know, they had little arm things and leg things on this table. And they strapped me down on my stomach. And I was wearing a hospital gown. But anyways, they forcibly inserted this huge tube into my butt. And they gave me what's called a barium enema, which I don't know if you've ever heard about that. They shoot all this barium, which is like a really white, chalky liquid substance. They shoot it up your butt. It goes all up inside of you. And, and then they take x-rays and stuff. It helps them like look inside your stomach through x-rays because the barium lights things up. But anyways, and then the results is it definitely makes you use the bathroom. Uh, but that happened. I didn't know you were ever in a psych ward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was in there for two months during fourth grade. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I just... I just wasn't going to use the bathroom, and I didn't. Maybe we should just do an episode on you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've known you for... How many, we said 17, 17 years? 17 years. And since you have been doing this with me, since what episode did you come in on? Eight. Eight. Mm -hmm. This is your seventh episode, and I feel like I've learned more about you than I have for the previous 17 years. 
I never knew you were into Brego porn. <laughs> I never knew. No never, one knows I that. never knew about hide and go hunt. Well, everybody knows it now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's. I don't know. I guess there was just never an occasion to tell you these things. I've told you plenty, though. But, oh, yeah. But these are, I guess these are my, mo- my most guarded stories. And now you're just spilling them <laughs> to the uh, internet, to whoever might just pick this up and listen to it. You've been guarding these stories for me for 17 years, and now we do a podcast and... I don't know what's happening. That we I put out. Why am I spilling You were just waiting for us to put these stories on iTunes. <laughs> I don't know. You put this microphone in my face. I can't help it. Yeah, it does have that effect. Well, do you think it's weird that I didn't take a crap for so many weeks? Does that upset you about me? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't upset me about you. Good. It's definitely fucking weird, though. I know. So getting back to Pam Babcock's time in the bathroom. She spent that two years in the bathroom, still bathing herself for a while. Eventually, she moves to the toilet, decides she's not going to get off the toilet. And I'm assuming that at first, like, this was a gradual thing, just like everything else was. She was spending, you know, a half an hour on the toilet, and her leg would fall asleep, yeah. like happens to people who poop. So I've heard... I found it interesting, actually, that during this combined two years of her gradually just not coming out of the bathroom, that that's where she and Corey spent all their time together. Like, he would just sit on the outside of the bathroom door. And maybe sometimes he would actually come into the bathroom and hang out with her. Mm -hmm. And that's just where they would spend their relationship. Their relationship those two years was just spent with her in the bathroom, obviously. And they would just hang out. They would talk. Um, You know, he would tell her about things he'd been watching. Hmm. And then I think that tapered off to where she just definitely was shut up in there. He was only bringing her her food and water. You know, it's really hard to get you to go and hang out places. You need to be careful because you already have a history of problems with pooping. I know. So (laughs) I don't feel like you. I feel like you're just a few steps away from a Pam Babcock situation. I know. Reading about Pam Babcock, I definitely sense some similarities. I (laughs) Yeah, I I thought about it. This was a wake-up call for me. (laughs) (laughs) I do actually spend a lot of time in my bathroom. I will go in there just to pee, Mm -hmm. and then we'll come out an hour later. Because while I've been in there, I wash my hands, but then I decided I'm going to put on a face mask. And while that's drying, I want to pluck my eyebrows. And then it's like an hour later. You're looking at porn. (laughs) (laughs) Now, when I was spending a lot of time at the bathroom, I was actually reading those books. Mm-hmm. It was There was evidence that I was reading those books. I would come out, and I would be like, listen to what I read. And I remember when the I read The Red Wedding. I was in I was in D.C. for work. Uh-huh. And I read The Red Wedding. I took the book with me so I could read it in the bathtub in D.C. Yeah. And I read that, and I ran out, and I told my ex-wife. I was like, oh, my God. Do you know what just happened? Yeah. So you think as long as someone is reading or pursuing other scholarly endeavors, it's okay to spend an exorbitant amount of time in the bathroom? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that unless you come out of the bathroom with some evidence of what (laughs) What? you were doing to keep (laughs) Uh you in there, such as recounting to someone the plot of the book that you were reading, then nine times out of ten you were looking at porn. All right. You don't ever look at porn in the bathroom? No, that's not where I look at my porn. <laughs> Nor do you look at your porn. In the bedrooms. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm just super excited about watching this Japanese prego porn at the end of this. Yeah. Like, I just want to just, I just want this to just be over yeah. so I can, we just got to get through this. All this, right. this just needs to be over so we can go on to the prego porn. Okay. <laughs> You're going to think differently <laughs> of me. What if I think it's like really hot? What if I, what if you end up turning me on to prego porn? I cannot imagine I, that that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to. But what if know. it can? You know, you I'm, never know. You I'm never excited know the twists now. and turns that yeah. life will take. Mainly I'm just scared, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So All right. Pam Babcock. Yeah. Starts sitting on the toilet for 30 minutes at a time. Then she starts sitting on it for an hour at a time. Then she starts sitting on there for full days at a time. And like always happens when you are sitting voluntarily or not, stuck in the same place for a long time, she starts developing these pressure ulcers, which is what's known as bed sores. Yes. These ulcers grow. They become filled with pus. Eventually, the pus starts draining. And as Pam is spending more and more time on this toilet, you know, these pressure ulcers are developing, popping. (laughs) 
and pus is sticky. Yeah. And so I imagine there's a period where she's shifting her weight around for whatever reason, still refusing to just actually get off of the toilet. Yes. I would imagine that the point where she got stuck was probably at a point where she fell asleep. Because Good point. during her waking time, she would have been like shifting her weight and things for sure. to kind of move around. I imagine what happened was that she fell asleep. The pus from one of these ulcers was seeping out of her ass. Mm -hmm. And by the time she woke up, it had dried. dried. When that happened, I mean, it, it, even at that point, she probably was not, I'm sure she wasn't irrevocably adhered to this toilet. But if you're talking about sores, burst ulcers. Yes, that would be painful. It would be painful to pull those off. Exactly. Um, so there was probably a little period where she could have just ripped the Band-Aid off and just stood up really fast and avoided what eventually happened. But probably because of the pain, she just stopped shifting her weight around. Do you know what I find so crazy is when she finally sat on that toilet and did not move for over a month, how in like just the first few hours were her legs just not totally asleep? If I'm sitting on my toilet and my feet don't actually reach the floor when I'm sitting on my toilet, my feet dangle. If I'm on there- <laughs> Your feet dangle. Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> I have, we have like those high toilets in our house. So when I'm sitting on my toilet, my feet dangle. So if I have been sitting on the toilet for like 10 minutes, my feet are asleep. And when I try to get up, I usually collapse in the floor because my legs don't work. <laughs> you literally collapse in the floor. When you it has happened so you many times. You have so much problems with pooping. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is just a saga that's gone on with you since you were nine. Do you want to hear something else? Uh, I don't, think, okay. Is it normal to have diarrhea for five years straight? Only diarrhea? Uh, if you have a lot of anxiety. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've started to Google, is it normal to have diarrhea for five years straight? It's not, I guess. <laughs> You're supplying me so much for your intros from now on. <laughs> Here's my dear friend and five-year diarrhea sufferer. <laughs> Samantha, say something to Terry, Samantha. <laughs> God, Am I fecally challenged? <laughs> you might have some kind of... <laughs> What's wrong with me, Kevin? <laughs> I don't feel good. <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry, I went off track, but I just can't believe that she was able to sit there for so long without being like, oh, my legs are asleep. Well, I mean, at some point, your legs do go to sleep and you have that numbness and that tingling. Yeah. But once that passes, there's no feeling. So Pam Babcock's ass ulcers... More ulcers, more pus, more glue. Yeah. The longer she avoids ripping the Band-Aid off and standing up or throwing herself off of the toilet because her legs are probably asleep at this point, the worse and worse that this gets. And these purulent sores and the sweat and oils from her body, all of that has a kind of a corrosive effect on the toilet seat. So now you have these sores forming releasing this fluid, and because all of this is having this corrosive effect, these tiny pores are developing in the toilet seat, and when they dry, when these liquids, these fluids dry, they're drying within those pores, and that is making this problem worse and worse. Oh, yeah. And worse. And this process of ulcers developing, popping, abscesses developing in Pam's posterior. Mm-hmm. These fluids drying, you know, creating a more and more porous surface and then drying within that surface. Eventually, this comes to the point where Pam's ass is inextricably fused to that toilet seat. Yeah. <laughs> and this is not even the worst of Pam's problems. Because like we were talking about with, with her legs going numb. Yeah. Once she gets adhered to this toilet seat and she can't move anymore, there's no reason for her to be exercising her legs. After... A couple of weeks on this toilet, her her legs atrophy. Atrophy is something that can set in a lot quicker than I than I realized it was. Uh, University of Massachusetts did a, a study on these patients where they got them to not use one of their legs. They walked around on crutches. They had some kind of apparatus where they couldn't put any weight on the leg. They couldn't move it. Mm -hmm. And they found out that your legs will begin to atrophy after just 48 hours. Really? It will begin to. It, it took longer for the people to recover from that mild amount of atrophy that yeah. they got from that 48 hours than anybody really expected. Uh, but, but that process starts... A lot more quickly than people think. So at 48 hours, 
This will start. If you're not putting any weight, you're not moving it at all. Pam Babcock did not move her legs for four weeks. Little brother. So finally, <laughs> February 2008, uh, the Ness County Sheriff's Office respond to a call in which Corey McFerrin described Pam Babcock's predicament this way. Quote, something's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> And that's all the information they get from this fucking guy when they come out there. You know, just something's wrong. I'm pretty sure something's wrong. This woman sat in the fucking bathroom for two years, hasn't got off the toilet for one month. Yeah. And Corey McBaron (laughs) calls the sheriff's office. With an astute assessment. Yes. (laughs) An eloquent, astute assessment of the situation. Something's wrong. God bless them for finally calling. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and this goes back to the healthcare system because, you know, first of all, when I first read that who he called was not paramedics, right. it wasn't a doctor, he called the sheriffs. Yeah. But if you're in America and you don't have insurance, you do not call the fucking ambulance. Absolutely. My first reaction was, why the fuck this guy call? But then, it, you know, after a couple of minutes, I was like, oh, this guy does not have health insurance. Yeah. You call the cops. Yeah. I have a card that I keep in my car in case I'm ever in a terrible car wreck that says, I do not have health insurance. Do not call an ambulance. Let me die, please. You do not. Yes, I do. It doesn't say that. You're right. What does it say? No, I don't have a card. Oh. <laughs> you're just trying. No, I just, I, I'm just fucking with you on that I one. I think you're just trying to one-up yourself. No, no. Episode. That absolutely, I just made that up. Everything else I tell you is 100% true. (laughs) Everything except for that one thing. (laughs) Hmm. No, I just got the idea, though, and I'm going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's for real. No health insurance. So Ness County Sheriff, uh, they show up. They go into this bathroom. Pam is refusing their help. She does not want them there. Uh, I can imagine I wouldn't want people to come in when I'm on the toilet clipping my toenails. Might I add... That uh, when when the sheriff's department first arrived, uh, Sheriff Brian Whipple was quoted as saying, well, first he said the house was cluttered, but not in shambles. And then he said the smell was overpowering, a terrible smell about the house, obviously coming from where she was at. Yeah. And, you know, that smell was probably not. I mean, the first thing you think of is fecal matter. Urine. Yeah. It was probably necrotic flesh was what they were smelling. Absolutely. Because as those abscesses are forming. Yeah. It would yeah. smell like a dead body. Yeah. Yeah. So the cops come in there. They pretty quickly realize after trying to get her up off the toilet that that's not going to work. Probably a, a quick peek around the side showed them that this was not a case of crazy glue to the toilet. <laughs> so the sheriffs call the paramedics. Uh, the paramedics arrive and, you know, this is something that's uh, not common. <laughs> you don't, you know, even for paramedics, this is something you yeah. don't see every day. Exactly. Uh, so they have to pry this toilet seat off of the toilet. You know, and as we talked about, I mean, like the the way that she was connected to this, I mean, there's no count to three and we're going to pick you up. I mean, this toilet seat is part of her body at this point. Yeah, it's completely grafted to yes. her skin. Yes. So they have to pry the toilet seat off. And Pam and her toilet seat together as one travel via ambulance to uh, Via Christie Hospital in Wichita, Kansas. And pretty soon after this happened, word gets out that there is a woman who spent two years in the bathroom, but she's got a toilet seat fused to her ass. And the media goes nuts for a minute. Um, This becomes kind of national headline news for a few days. This even hits the papers in parts of Europe and Australia. Really? Yep. Where our Aussie friends are from. (laughs) Walking upside down on the other side of the world. But now this is a complicated case. So they bring this woman in. You feel like you've got to blame somebody for this. I mean, this woman sat on the toilet in someone else's house for a month. She didn't leave the bathroom for two years. You want to charge Corey McFerrin with something. But uh, this is one of those things where there's not really anything on the books about uh, you're not not allowed to just let someone sit on the toilet for a month. Yeah, there's no precedent. Yeah, there's no. (laughs) So uh, finally, the the Ness County uh, District Attorney charged... 
Corey McFerrin with Mistreatment of a Dependent Adult. And it's kind of funny when you see um, uh, the interviews of the district attorney talking about this. This clearly isn't verbatim, but he's saying, I knew I had to charge him with something, and that's the closest thing I could find. <laughs> you know? So, so Corey McFerrin gets charged with the mistreatment of a dependent adult. So this is February 2008. Corey McFerrin's first appearance in court gets scheduled for April 7th. But before that court date can even arrive, Corey McFerrin gets charged with something completely different. Totally different. <laughs> I'm just going to read an excerpt from the local newspaper article about this. Corey McFerrin was arrested Sunday after allegedly exposing himself to a minor. He spent the night in jail before being bonded out, said Ness County Sheriff Brian Whipple. Whipple declined to comment on the circumstances leading up to the arrest, but the neighbor who filed the complaint said that she called police after McFerrin exposed himself to her teenage daughter and some of her friends. The girls were using the family's hot tub when the incident occurred. Quote, this has been going on for a long period of time, the neighbor said. While we were using our pool or hot tub, he would stand in his window and watch and play with himself. It has become much worse lately. The woman said she called police a few times before and her family had even built up a pile of firewood to obstruct McFerrin's view of the pool area. As winter wore on, though, the wood pile shrank. <laughs> on Sunday, the family called police who caught McFerrin exposing himself and they arrested him, the neighbor said. She was frustrated that McFerrin was back at his home by Monday. My goodness. So this guy is jerking off in front of his window in front of these people's teenage daughter to the point that they start just piling up firewood. Yeah. On their side of the property across from this window that he enjoys standing in front of and jerking <laughs> off. <laughs> and then, I mean, so this has been going on for a long time because yeah. over the winter months, they have to use this firewood to heat the home and the firewood pile gets low enough that, <laughs> that he can see that Corey McFerrin <laughs> can now start jerking off in front of teenagers again. <laughs> That's poetic. That's amazing. <laughs> not sure how that, that poetic is, that is. Well, that's not that's not Walt Whitman. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's really special. Yeah, well, you know, I yeah, Corey McFerrin did definitely take the road less fucking travel, goddamn sure. <laughs> so this is going on. So Corey is allegedly jerking off in front of his neighbors while Pam's in the hospital. Yes. Because toilet seat stuck to the ass doesn't really cover it. Pam had to spend time in the burn unit because getting this toilet seat off of her ass, they couldn't just pull this off. She yeah. was melded to this fucking thing. It had to be cut off. And besides that, her legs are the big problem in this because, fine, you have to have a bunch of shit cut off of your ass and you have all these abscesses, these infections and things, your ass is going to be disfigured for the rest of your life. Most definitely. You can still get around. Yeah. But the damage that was done to her legs because of this was irrevocable. I've said irrevocable twice now, haven't I? Definitely. The damage that was done to her legs could not be fixed. <laughs> <laughs> And at the time that this happened, uh, the doctors at the hospital, this hospital in Wichita, weren't releasing a lot of information about this case. Yeah. And, you know, I think that that's very good of them because this clearly, as soon as this hit the news, this was a joke story for everybody. Right. Woman comes in with a toilet seat fused to her butt. Ha ha. So they're not going to add to this. Uh, they did say, though, that they thought that it was possible that, that Pam might never walk again. And it looks like Pam has not walked again since then. In more recent photos that you can find through Corey McFerrin's Facebook page, which he, for some fucking reason, has never saw fit to make private. Not surprising. <laughs> uh, you can see the two together, and uh -huh. Pam does appear to still be in a wheelchair. Right. Pam is getting out, though, it appears. She's never... Still, to this day, never spoken to press about what happened to her and how she ended up fused to the toilet. Uh, but we found some evidence that suggests that Pam might belong to a local bowling league now. Really? Keep those balls rolling, Pam. That's beautiful. As it happens, Pam Babcock was not the only person that found herself fused to something in her own home. 
You got some stories to share? Well, I do have some interesting stories. Okay, so get this. This isn't a case of fusion to the toilet, but this is definitely a case of a woman staying on her toilet for 902 days. Okay, so in 2009 in China, there was a woman by the name of Mi Yan Liang. <laughs> <laughs> you totally pulled the the reporter Nicaragua. <laughs> Okay. What was that name again? Mi Yan Liang. (laughs) (laughs) What did Miss Liang do? So in 2009, she just suddenly decided that she could not come out of her bathroom. She was quoted as saying that she felt a force holding her down onto her toilet. She could not explain it, but she felt that there was some sort of force. Like a supernatural force? Yes. Like an actual force. Like an actual force supernatural Hmm. and state holding her down and also she had these very paranoid thoughts that went on the longer she stayed on her toilet now granted she would get up and take a shower and then come sit right back down on the toilet that's where she had her meals Uh, she slept on the toilet but she never became fused because she would get up and take a shower but in the course of those 902 days she only had 18 showers as she stayed on the toilet for so long she started developing these paranoid ideas that if she were to actually leave her bathroom, that her community would hose her down with large spray hoses and stone her. No real justification for why they would do that, but that's what she felt. So she became terrified to leave her bathroom until finally her husband, after 902 days, sought help from authorities. After 902 days. Yes. So this guy is uh, every bit the winner that Corey McFerrin is. Yes. Uh, But he probably didn't jerk off for the neighbors, did he? No, he did not. (laughs) He just didn't know what to do about his (laughs) wife. So, you know, I found that to be interesting. And then you come across, there's several stories of people becoming fused to their couches. And these are often cases of either elderly people or obese people, you know, people that are over 400 pounds or more and uh, very much require uh, a caretaker. And uh, usually they're family members who are in charge of taking care of them. They are not doing a good job. They are leaving these people to be sedentary and uh, pretty much just waste away. And they're That's f- very sad, especially in the case of the elderly. Yeah, I it breaks I just, my heart. I hate does. that. Like, they're... Her poor little lady, Nancy Zurich, 78, uh, she was hospitalized and listed in serious condition, uh, but she didn't die, but she had become fused to her couch uh, because her children, who were supposed to be taking care of her, were not, but she lived. However, this next case I'm about to tell you, she did not fare so well. Do you want to hear about it? Nah. So in the mid-2000s, in Stewart, Florida, there was a woman by the name of Gail Laverne Grinds. Grimes had been living in this duplex in Martin County, which is inside of Stewart, Florida. Neighbors, however, had never seen Gail Grimes. They had only seen the man that she was living with. His name was Herman Thomas. And he said that Gail was his wife, although there was no record of them ever being married. So Gail Laverne Grimes is living in this duplex with Herman Thomas. And neighbors, they've never seen Gail. So time is going on. And Gail... She's four foot ten inches. She's four hundred and eighty pounds, and she is living on the couch in their living room. At the age of forty, Gail's brother and his girlfriend come to visit them one day, and they find the house is filthy. It smells horrible. Uh, Gail is on this couch, and she obviously has not moved in six years. She had been on that couch for six years. She's pooping on the couch. Yes. She is pooping and peeing on this couch for six years. So her brother is horrified. Him and his girlfriend, they call authorities. The police come, ambulance come. The emergency workers, after taking one look inside, they have to suit up in hazmat suits because it is completely filthy in this place. Uh, They actually have to get this huge machine to blow in fresh air into the house because the air was so putrid that even with all this hazmat gear and like Mm. protective air filter masks, it is too much. So they found that they could not just remove Gail from the couch. Her skin had become fused to the fabric. Gail had developed bed sores um, that had, you know, seeped and all that starting to dry and coagulate and crust over and her skin's become fused to this couch. Also, with the feces. Um, emergency workers. Six years. Six years. Of 
Somehow, one worker stated that when they walked in, that uh, there was garbage everywhere, it was filthy, and there was feces matted on the walls. On the walls? Yes. How'd it get on the walls? I have no idea. I'm just imagining her, like, just sitting on a mountain of poop. Yeah, well, essentially, yeah, somehow, I guess maybe the couch was up against the wall. I don't know, but they (laughs) they said there was feces matted on the walls. So she's not coming off of this couch. What they do is they remove these two sliding glass doors in the side of the house. They roll her out on the couch, and they are able to get the couch lifted up and onto uh, the back of a trailer like a that's hooked onto a truck. But it's just this huge flat bed trailer. Oh, my God. So she's riding on a flatbed trailer yeah. well, they on haven't even... six years of shit yes. on her couch. Yes. Jesus. So they haven't even gone anywhere yet. As soon as they bring the couch outside, neighbors stated that the whole neighborhood filled up with the stench of feces. They should have thrown a sheet over or something. I, I mean, like... <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a horrible look. I mean, this is, a, this is misery of your own design, but still... Let's put up a little something. Maybe let's not put her on a fucking flatbed. Totally demoralizing. Let's get a something a, something covered, a U-Haul or something. So she's not riding down the fucking road, stuck to her own shit on a couch on a flatbed trailer. I know. So they get her outside. The neighborhood is filled with the stench of feces. They finally get her to the hospital. The medical staff removed 15 pounds of old caked up feces was stuck between her legs and underneath her. Wait a minute. Why they have to bring the whole couch? Because she was stuck to it. Well, yeah, but why can't you just cut the fabric out, like, under her ass? They took the whole couch. I, I don't know. That's what they did, though. They took the whole couch there. Okay, so they're starting to try to, like, excavate, find places where they can start cutting away. But they had to bring the whole couch to the hospital. They removed 15 pounds of old dried up and some fresh uh, feces, you know, stuck in the folds of her skin, in between her legs. Um, They found bottle caps stuck all over her body. Well, I've woke up with bottle caps stuck (laughs) to me. They said her skin was like elephant skin with huge cracks in it because it was so dried out. (sighs) After six hours of attempting to remove Gail from the couch, she died in surgery at the age of 40. Man. Just 40. Yeah. She died at Martin Memorial Hospital, still attached to the couch. So, if you like to spend time on the couch or in the bathroom, that's fine. A lot of us do that. But don't spend too much time there. Yeah, and if you feel like no one can help you, call us. Call Dumbass Tit. We will come get you. We will... Samantha will grab one arm. Yeah. I'll grab the other one, and we will get you off the toilet, the recliner, the couch, or whatever you might be about to become fused to. That's a guarantee. That's a guarantee. (laughs) (laughs) That is our promise to you. Another promise (laughs) that we made at the top of this episode was that Samantha was going to share with me that prego porn that she mentioned all the way back in the Asei Sagawa episode. I can't believe this is happening. I got to take a drink. (laughs) Oh, my God. And we're about to do that right now. About to make my way over to where Samantha's sitting. <laughs> and she's looking very nervous right now. Can you see? Is my face already turning red? Your face is always kind of red. Oh, damn. Oh, you're a redhead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is exciting. All right, I'm coming over there. Okay. My skin is burning. <laughs> so we're looking at X Hamster right now, who I feel like should probably be a sponsor of ours at this point. Yeah. Samantha has said that I can say the title of this video now Mm -hmm. While she holds her face in her hands (laughs) We're looking at a video on X Hamster called Pregnant Japanese Babe Gang Banged Hit play (laughs) (laughs) All right There, ooh See, it's not edited No, it's not There's no blurry There's a pregnant Asian woman (laughs) Giving a blowjob to one guy while 
Some other guy that's still got his boxer shorts on is just kind of awkwardly rubbing her nipple. And she's also having sex with a third man. And then there's there's a fourth man that's just standing in the corner. Oh, somebody with camouflage pants just came in. And now, now he's awkwardly playing with her nipples as well. Okay. Now we got a close-up of where the baby's going to come from. <laughs> I like I like the little line down the pregnant woman's belly. <laughs> oh, you like that? Okay. Now there's a guy there's that a new guy. didn't. Yeah, there's a new guy now having sex with her. He didn't see fit to take his shirt off. And she's got a little lovely camisole on. Yeah, well, partially on. Her her boobs are hanging out of it. That guy's face is blue. There's one guy's face. The guy in the camouflage pants, for some reason, is the only man there with his face blurred out. He's the only one. He's like the only guy whose dick's not hanging out. Why is his face blurred? This is where it gets good to me. Oh, this is okay. I like that guy. He's soothingly rubbing her pregnant belly. As <laughs> Comforting the child inside. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so guy number two has just finished. This is a cream pie situation. And yeah, this is uh, a... <laughs> <yeah. laughs> Your boyfriend's the one who told me what cream pie means. Really? Yeah. Okay. I learned about cream pies in the Mr. Hands episode. Oh, God, you didn't know? This nipple rubbing thing is weird. I know. Like, why are they... <laughs> Oh, this guy, he's about done. He's about done already. <laughs> this guy ain't lasting very long. Yep, he's done. Totally. Now we're getting a, another close-up oh on the God. on the baby's exit door. She's very lackadaisically giving that guy a hand job. Oh, my God, yeah. Okay. <laughs> they, they wipe her. Okay, yeah. Well, that was that was a polite thing for him to do. I mean, you don't see it a lot. Uh, a lot of cream pie videos where somebody cleans the woman up after <laughs> with a handkerchief. Now there's a new guy. He's having a little trouble getting going. <laughs> he had a uh, yeah. He couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy. That guy couldn't uh, quite get it together, so he let somebody else take he, their turn. He tagged out. Yeah. How many months pregnant do you think she is? <laughs> I think she looks seven months pregnant. Seven months pregnant. How many cream pies are we up to? Three? Uh, I think there's three so far. All right, this guy's acting like he's in a wave pool on a boogie board. There's some Americans standing back there. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't see him. I think that's an American that's doing her right now. What, what about this hairy ass that we're looking at makes you, says American to you? Oh, I was nope. wrong. Nope. I was wrong. Nope, you're oh, wrong. God. Wait, no, this is a different guy. They did some editing they there. They did some yeah, editing. Yeah, because this guy's ass is not as hairy as the yeah. ass we were looking at before. That's really interesting. I've never watched this video all the way through. I usually don't make it this far <laughs> or I skip in. What do you it. mean by you don't make it this far? I mean, I get done watching it. Hmm. I get tired of watching it. You just it. get tired of watching it and turn it off yeah. before you get to this point? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's some very romantical kissing going on for... He uh, really loves her. <laughs> <laughs> That's the guy that loves her. Yeah. For some reason, there's a bag of produce in the <laughs> corner. What are those? Like those leeks? Large, I think those are those big white carrots, <laughs> right? I'm not familiar with big white carrots, but there's a there's a sack full of produce those? between one of the naked guy's legs. For some, are, you, are they going to do something with the produce? Is that there for a reason, or like one of these guys just pick up the groceries on the way over there? I'm sweating. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm having trouble. Oh, this guy ain't going to make it 30 seconds. No. No. Nope. Oh, my He's God. He's done. That's, He's done already. That was seven seconds. All right. Six <laughs> cream pies. Oh my God. And every time we get a cream pie, we get a close-up on the, the baby door. Oh, he's about done, too. All these men are making haste. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Well, shit. I guess if I guess if none of these guys can last more than like thirty seconds, then you need all seven or eight of them. Absolutely. <laughs> I just can't stop looking at those big white carrots on the floor. <laughs> There's something else there too. Some yeah. pears or something. 
Did you see that puddle of cum below her butt on the floor? Oh my god. All right, number seven. Oh my God. Seven cream pies. <laughs> Nick Saban would like this video. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, if you don't know, the Alabama football coach is really into oatmeal cream pies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's so tired now. She looked tired when it started. <laughs> I wonder if you get this on, like, DVD, if there's, like... Like deleted cream pies. <laughs> like, cream pies that just cream didn't quite make the cut. Make yeah. <laughs> Honorable mention cream pies. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're about to have number nine. Number nine. I like when they take their wieners out and it kind of bounces out because it's, it's, like, <laughs> it's like a diving board. <laughs> okay, we got number 10. Coming up. Oh, now we got some nice outro music. <laughs> oh, you know what? I think this is deleted cream pies. Oh, my it God. It is. They do have deleted cream pies. Oh, my God. There's 11. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. They were her groceries the whole time. Oh, my God. They were her groceries. They because <laughs> they just showed a scene of her walking down the street like didn't shit just fucking happen <laughs> with like her oh okay we auto played the next one but she's walking down the street like shit didn't happen and she's got on like just a t-shirt and some yoga pants and she's carrying her fucking produce bag with her <laughs> <laughs> I am so glad that produce bag got tied back in I am that's good storytelling oh my god <laughs> That that was the video. <laughs> that was embarrassing. <laughs> that was awesome. So now I've seen the video. Now we've told everybody how they can find it. Eggs Hamster and what was the name of that video again? Pregnant Japanese Babe Gang Banged. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I guarantee you that there are people listening to this that watch weirder shit than that. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't know. I just... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm so embarrassed. Now I, I can't look at you. <laughs> well, I just feel like a vile piece of shit right now. I don't, why? I don't know why. why. I don't know why. No, it's fine. Okay. It's fine. There's like, I mean, it wouldn't be there if other people didn't like it. Okay. They asked for it. <laughs> <laughs> they asked to hear us watch that. <laughs> Nobody asked the heroes watch that. <laughs> I just, people ask what it was. Though. Yeah, okay. I'm not sure that people were expecting us to watch it and give a play-by-play. -play. A cream pie. It's never been cream done. Pie. <laughs> it's never been done in the history of podcasting. <laughs> it might not have been. I wonder how many podcasts there have been where people watched uh, Prego porn and gave a play-by-play. -play. I promise you, it's never happened before. No way. Yeah, you're not going to get that on sword and skill. Fuck you, Mike Boudet. Exactly. And seriously, fuck Mike Boudet. You have a problem with him. I do now. I used to love that show. I used to absolutely love that show. What changed? He made all of these comments and people got on to um, other influencers, which... I know oh, you hate. All, yeah, fuck all of that. Yeah. Other influencers started getting on to them, and they did, like, a petition or something, and they, you know, so other big-time podcasters who have actually sold coffee mugs and shit <laughs> start telling people to not listen to Sword and Scale. And he gets his sponsorship pulled, which is kind of shitty, you know? I mean, like, I'm completely free speech. If you're a shitty person, just say shitty things. Yeah. And if I don't like it, I'll just find people who don't say shitty things. Uh, but Mike Boudet decided he was just going to take his fucking toys and go home. And because he didn't have a sponsor anymore, you had to pay to listen to him do Sword and Scale from then on. Uh-huh. Fuck that. Yeah. Fuck that. Absolutely. Jesus Christ, Mike Boudet, you're a goddamn millionaire. Get off your fucking high horse and just do your fucking show and be glad that somebody goddamn listening to it. I hope he hears this. I hope he does. He's not going to. <laughs> but, <laughs> but still. And also, he's got the worst fucking sense of humor in the world. Like, Oh, yeah. And I really did like, I do like that show. It's well done. It's well researched. It's dramatic. He's got an okay voice. Mm -hmm. 
I might know somebody in the space with a better voice than his. Oh, yeah. Oh, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah, he just needs to stick what he does and try to not make jokes because he cannot make a fucking joke. <laughs> Why the fuck am I talking about Mike Boudet now? Where did that happen? Um, oh, it doesn't I matter. Don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I think maybe I was just trying to change the subject because you're clearly embarrassed and fidgeting over there with a, what is that, a piece of toilet paper? It's a piece of wet toilet paper. <laughs> Why I is this it, toilet paper? I brought it out of the bathroom of- with me. <laughs> Why is it wet? Because I was moist. (laughs) 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 Yeah, you've told me how much you like that video. (laughs) I had to wipe a cream pie with this, okay? (laughs) (laughs) God. Jesus Christ. So hopefully you've learned two things from episode 14 of Where is the Line? Number one being don't sit in the same place too long. And number two being the name of the prego porn on X Hamster. Hope you like it, you freaks. Thank you for listening to episode 14 of Where is the Line? If you enjoyed the show, maybe drop us a review on iTunes, otherwise known as Apple Podcasts, as Apple likes people to call it nowadays. (laughs) It's been a while since we got one of those, so we'd appreciate another one. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty bad. (laughs) (laughs) You might also tell a friend about us. That's probably the best thing that you can do for us, is uh, if you like the show, tell somebody about it. Post it somewhere online, share the post on Facebook or social media. Yeah, why don't you? We got another email from our... Our new friend R. R writes, Thanks to the very informative search suggestions from Samantha, I came across this Japanese couple doing the ritual to get pregnant video. Oh. It wasn't very arousing. (laughs) (laughs) Aroused, though, not being what I'm looking for, really. I'm just intrigued. I'm with you, R. I only look at porn for the intrigue myself. I wouldn't say it was disappointing, however, as the case with more specific porn, it was interesting, if nothing else. I am, however, at a loss finding the actual video Samantha is referring to. More specific hints or a link would be appreciated. I don't think that's going to be a problem anymore, or? Yeah, I did kind of throw people off last time when I was giving some keywords. I knew hotel what I was, room. I know. I knew what you I was doing. You knew there was not a hotel room involved in that. I knew what I was doing. <laughs> or continues to say, how much is this damn coffee mug everybody's talking about? <laughs> <laughs> This coffee mug that everybody's talking about is going to have a brand new price now of $9.99 on our website. $9.99? With free shipping. Kevin, it doesn't get any better than that. That's an incredible deal. It is an incredible deal. You know what's even a better deal? What? If you're broke, let us know. We'll just send you a free one still. Anyway. You're so kind. Whatever, fuck it. We ain't never sold one of them goddamn coffee mugs we ain't never going to. Well, no, because you keep giving them away, but that's cool. I'd rather somebody just add the... I, I like the idea of somebody drinking out of a, a mug that has our show on it. I do, too. I do. That's worth so much more than $9.99. We've also got a couple of voicemails to listen to. Ooh. This first voicemail comes from longtime listener, Tori. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Samantha. Uh, it's Tori and Dylan. Say hi, Dylan. Hello. Finally decided to give a call to the dumbass tit uh, line. Just wanted to say, well, you know, thanks for the mugs, obviously. Thanks for the shout out in the, what was it, the 10th, 11th episode, something like that. And uh, we love the show. We listen to it every time you go on road trips, which is very often. Mm-hmm. And I thought I'd send you a little tale uh, about what happened to me when I was around seven years old. Chilling in my room, playing some Pokemon, and I look up and I see something in, in my door. And it, it was like this giant figure, but it was dark. So I couldn't see who it was. And, Okay, well, uh, you know what? I'll continue in the next one because I just got interrupted, but bye. Hey, uh, it's Tori and Dylan again. Sorry, we're at a party and there's like drunk people around us. So you can use your editing magic and just kind of like put this. Yeah, put this one with the other one. That'd be great. But anyway, seven, seven in my room playing Pokemon and I see my door open and it's dark, nighttime, 
and I see this tall figure standing in my doorway and I think, oh, it's my mom or it's my dad. So I, I say their name, but no one answers. And, and I remember freezing up, and just, you know, I was terrified and I had one of those little electric digital clocks by my bed. I put down my video game and I looked at the clock and it was like 11.30 at night. And the last time I had checked, it was like nine. And ever since then, I have no clue where the that two hours and, and a half went. Honestly, I think I was abducted by aliens because I saw a bright flash outside. So that's my theory. But everyone else just thinks I'm crazy. So I'd love to know what everyone else thinks. I thought she had sleep paralysis. It's not sleep paralysis. I was awake. So, anyway, love the show. Love you guys. Oh, my favorite curse word is, uh, holy cunt muffin. That's dumb, but, all right. That's love you. pretty good. Bye. Fuck off, Dylan. That was not sleep paralysis. That was an alien. I believe it to be true, and I like her. <laughs> <laughs> I do, too. Have you seen the picture of them with their mugs? Yes. I was kidding about the fuck-off thing, Dylan. Yeah, no, you're they cool. They are an adorable couple. Yeah, totally. Thanks for both of those voicemails, Tori. You notice that Tori said that uh, she and Dylan were at a party and that everyone else there was drinking. Yeah. <laughs> What's that about? I am glad that Tori and Dylan had not been drinking at the time that they made this phone call. Me too. That they would were not be acceptable. clearly, completely sober. Thank you for being so <laughs> responsible, Tori and Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> two drunk dials. I think we've got two drunk dialers now. I and love, I love it. it. I love it. Our next voicemail is a little creepy. Dear Travis, I've been in that allergy, and I want to on yours until I get high. I feel like I definitely made out your name. They said Kevin. What do you think that was about? Are you scared? I think that one might have been from the future. Oh my god, you're right. It sounded ominous. Like a warning. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can reach out to us on our Facebook page or on Instagram. You can send us an email at info at whereistheline.net. Or like the resplendent folks that you just heard, you can call and leave us a voicemail at 386-227-7848. What does that spell? Dumb ass tit. That's going to do it. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll see you again the next time your calendar strikes 13. Goodbye. Kids, when you go to bed, stay away from your closets and don't look under your